it's such a deeper process of finding out what's important to you, what matters most to you and, um, and who you want to be in that process and having that as the overarching thing that directs you in every area of your life. And then obviously those other goals come from that. How do we become our best and live a life of meaning and purpose? In a world where the constant focus is on fixing what's wrong with us, we want to highlight what is right and good about you to help you live out your best every day. Hi, I'm Eloise Wellings. And I'm Rory Darkins, and this is What's Right Within. Hello and welcome back, or if it's your first time with us today, welcome to What's Right Within, and Happy New Year. It's our uh, first session sitting down recording of 2022 and um, we're excited about a, a great year of podcasting ahead and and obviously uh, many other things that um, could be a part of of the year but um, in this episode today we're going to talk about how Eloise thinks about um, the year ahead and how um, you know what science says that can be helpful uh, in guiding us in our thinking about um, setting ourselves up to have hopefully the best year yet and so uh, Eloise I want to kick off by saying hello where are you today and um, how have you been? Uh, Thanks Rory hi it's good to be back on the pod Um, did you say where am I today? Yeah yeah I'm in Melbourne Um, I'm down here I've been at Falls Creek for a couple of weeks two weeks two and a bit Um, and we came down from Falls Creek altitude training, um, yesterday, and I'm in Melbourne now for a couple of days until the Zatapec 10,000 meter national championships on Wednesday night, um, which is going to be fun, hopefully. Yeah, great. And, um, tell us a bit more about the, the 10,000 meters. Um, so you're, you're back on the track running, running 10K. Yep. Back on the track. Um, going to test the leggies over, over 10 K. I'm really actually so intrigued and interested in, um, what I can run over that distance. We obviously did a 10 K on road, um, back in Sydney a couple of weeks ago, um, the week before the Melbourne marathon and that went really well. Um, and we're surprised that we, that, you know, was able to lay down a, a reasonable time in, um, pretty terrible conditions, so hopefully the conditions will be a bit better this Wednesday night. It's looking that way. And, um, yeah, hopefully be able to lay down a, a time and um, a place that I am happy with. And, uh, yeah, just really excited at being able to use the marathon fitness that I've been working on over, over a shorter distance. Yeah, that is, is exciting. And maybe by the time this episode is out, we'll uh... – We'll know how, how that went for Another you as well. <laughs> um, okay, so today is all about, you know, thinking about the year ahead and how we can think about the year ahead. Um, you know, obviously the last couple of years have been um, disrupted and challenging in, in so many ways for so many people. But um, the start of a new year is often a time of reflection and also, you know, thinking forward and, and kind of um, hopefully dreaming a little bit and, and thinking about the possibilities that we want to work towards. So, um, you know, my hope in this conversation is that we can um, provide some really practical kind of frameworks that people can use in their own way to, um, to think about how they can 
set up for their best year yet. I want to start by asking you, how are you thinking about 2022 for yourself and um, how do you go about preparing for a year ahead? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, you're so right. It's like the new year and the opportunity of a fresh start is such an opportunity for people to um, reflect and, and plan forward a, around what they want to achieve and um, this year. And as you say, it's been a really difficult, challenging couple of years. And I do feel like there's a little bit of a sense of fear of setting goals or fear of like thinking too far ahead because you know what if things don't work out and there's so much that's beyond our control at the moment it's ridiculous um and but I think for me personally I'm I'm thinking about this year ahead in the same way as we go into a big workout you know we talked about it on the last podcast where we always start, um, we stand on the starting line of a big workout and talk about what success is in this session, in this workout and what, what success means. Um, and I think I've, I've been able to zoom out and, and have a look at the, the whole year and think about, you know, what's, what is success for me this year and um, what does success look like? And I think two things um, immediately came to mind. The way that I get to success is, is what I value most and, and who I want to be. So working out what things do I value in life and, and then also what person, what who do I want to be whilst doing what I do and going about what I do. And I think all of that informs um, how much we show up for every area. And, you know, I think it's so important before you get down to the specifics of actually goal setting of, you know, I want to break the Australian record for the marathon. Um, that's just an example. I do want to do that, by the way, but I'm not sure it's, I'm not sure it's in this year's plan, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think before we get down to the specifics of, um, of our goals, I think, working out what, what you value most in life and, and also working out who you want to be whilst mm. doing the things that you do is important. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Me, that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, come on. What are, yeah. I'm, I'm right. sure everyone's intrigued. What does that look like? For, um, for me, success is finding out what I'm capable of and having a positive impact whilst doing it. Um, yeah, so exploring my potential as an athlete and having a positive impact on other people. It's um, it's so clear and so um, you know, such a, a yeah, a crystal clear way to think about the year ahead. Um, what I love about that is that it kind of um, is an umbrella over everything else, right? Like, there's any goal that you might set that is specific or um, you know, you might think about setting could fit under that, you know, it's like the goal does it, the, it changes the goal from being like the ultimate thing, like run this time or make this mm -hmm. team or, you know, like whatever um, the, the sort of goals we tend to set for ourselves, it sort of shifts those from being like an end point 
to something that is just a signal that you're on the right track or you're heading in the right direction, you know? And so, you know, for you to explore uh, what you're capable of and make a positive impact while doing that, you know, there's, it kind of makes achieving particular times or goals secondary. Like if you're showing up in a way that, um, moves you in that direction or enables you to you know find out uh, find out what you're capable of or um you know and make an impact if you're doing that and how you go about your daily and weekly life then you know achieving a time or something like that is the icing on the cake not like the ultimate definition of success or failure um totally. yeah so i i really rate that idea of zooming out as you say and, and reflecting on like what is your personal definition of success um, and going deep on that because, you know, no one defines success for us. You know, we ultimately get to define it for ourselves. And I think there's real power in doing that. Yeah. What's success for you, Rory? Success for me, way to, way to put it right back on me when I was not expecting it. Um, <laughs> so Success for me is you know, everything I do is about trying to empower people to thrive. And so whether that's, um, you know, through mediums like this podcast or whether it's through the app that we're launching uh, next month, through whether it's through, you know, one-on-one -on -one conversation with people or speaking that you and I do in, in organizations and schools, like everything is organized around how can I best help people to you know to thrive and by thrive i mean you know become all that they're capable of becoming like and you know achieve their definition of success but also thrive in terms of their well-being and so my life is organized around um just trying to improve my ability to do that um and so yeah i guess my definition of success is like was i doing that to the best of my ability whilst, you know, um, living my values. And, you know, what I find important is I've got a, obviously a wife and a, and a young son and um, we've been isolated from what well, we're together, but we haven't been able to head back to New Zealand for a couple of years. And so, you know, close family is important to me. Um, friends are important, but then also growth as an individual is really important to me. So, you know, if I can, um, empower people to to thrive whilst honestly doing that myself like trying to practice what i preach and you know ex and explore my own um potential and you know being connected with with those around me that you know i'm, I'm doing life with my my closest friends and family then that's really in that is my definition of success so um i think for anyone exploring this is like starting by looking back on what do you value most you know like what what do you want to organize your life around because you know you're you know you're a great example of this that like i think high performers who thrive over the long term and you know maintain well-being despite the you know the obstacles and challenges that um that they face and and really like i guess flourish as a whole person they do tend to organize their life around what matters most to them. Like they're honestly living out their values. And, you know, so I think 
for any of us looking back and, and reflecting on what is really important to me? What do I care most about? And how do I organize my life? Meaning like, how do I organize my time and energy um, and attention around, um, around those things so that it reflects that, you know, um, I think that's such an important aspect of, of setting ourselves up, um, you know, for sustainable well-being and, and progress that's meaningful. I have a listener question here about goal setting around a new year. Uh, where do I start when working out what I want to achieve this year? Mm. This, is, this question is directed towards you. The framework that I'd like to come back to is start by reflecting on your values. So what matters most to you and, and just to kind of get a sense of where you're at, because if you don't know where you're at, it's hard to kind of know how to get to where you want to go or, um, or even where do you want to go? So just taking stock of like, where am I at? Like, am I, what are my values and am I, have I been living them? Like, how am I going in those? So, you know, I often um, ask clients I work with to just define their values and then rate how they've been going in them out of 10, you know, like have they been living in alignment with those? Um, and so that's a useful starting point just to reflect and take stock um, before looking ahead. Um, but then when you do look ahead, you know, you want anything that you do to um, reflect your values. So in psychology, they talk about it as self-concordant goals. So goals that are in line with, with what you care about. And so, you know, I think taking the time to explore this and what the right goals are for you is so important because I think we can sometimes rush to like setting the goals that we think we should be setting and like um, maybe even just doing what we've always done. Um, but without stepping back and questioning, like, are these the right goals? Like, is this moving me in a direction that feels really purposeful to me? That feels like it's an expression of who I really am, you know? And so um, thinking about, about that is really helpful. So that's why I like what you were talking about before as a framework of if you can define success based on something that is, bigger than just a goal so instead of saying um you know i want to make this representative team it's like if you can write down all the things that you might want to achieve and then drill into it by asking like well why why do i want to achieve that so you know for you it's you said before like um you know hopefully commonwealth games or world championships it's like well why do why are those worthy of being goals for you you know like what is it about them that is meaningful to you and um and so if we drill into the answer why for each of the things that might be on that initial list of i, I kind of like to explore this or i would I'd love to achieve that that helps us to kind of get deeper into it and um and re hopefully reveal like what's the theme across that you know is there a hold on. Yeah. I want to achieve all of this because it helps. It's means I'm exploring my potential or it means I'm becoming all that I can become, or it means that um, whatever that answer is, is for you. So um, just to recap some of that, it's like 
once you've reflected on where you're at based on your values and you know what they are, think about things that could be around the corner that you could work towards that would be exciting and align with those values, but then drill into those, like really challenge yourself on them. Like, why am I setting that? Is it just so that, you know, someone thinks better of me or is it because I really want to do that? Like, is that personally meaningful to me? And, you know, you'll find that the, the deeper you go into that, um, the more revealing those answers to the question why are about what's really underneath that. Um, and the beauty of that is what's underneath is what's driving and motivating you, you know? And so if you can articulate um, what that is, that's, that's motivating you, that, that it's all about, then that can become the main thing. Like that can become the definition of success. And then the goals kind of can fall into place you know from that so this is sort of what we meant before when we we're saying like rather than the goals being the be all end all themselves it's like they become milestones along the way that are like signals that you're on the right track without being yep. all encompassing or all you know like completely make or break um so there's some some yeah. first thoughts on that do you have anything that you want to add to that or no, I think that's really good. I would just say be patient during this process because I feel like a lot of what we are exposed to, um, you know, in on social media and in the media around setting goals for a new year and, you know, <laughs> new year, new me, um, around like quick hit goals of like let's get this done. Like everyone just wants to get it you know, these are my goals and I'm going to, you know, like throw everything at them. And, you know, it's January 17 is the day, the dropout day, apparently. Mm. I mean, we've passed that date. Um, but, you know, whether it's a fitness goal or a weight loss goal or whatever, but what you're saying here is it's, it's such a deeper process of finding out what's important to you, what matters most to you and, um and who you want to be in that process and having that as the overarching thing that directs you in every area of your life. And then obviously those other goals come from that, but, you know, I want to make the world championships or the Commonwealth games team. Um, and, but if I get injured, I can still reach my goal by, you know, exploring my potential mm. and having a positive impact whilst doing it. Yeah. Even if yeah. I don't, you know, if I'm not running. <laughs> and that's, um, yeah. That's know. the beauty of it, you know, and I think that's such a great example um, because often our goals are not, like the goals we tend to set, like, you know, make this team or run that time are not always 100% within our control. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something like that, you know, injury can happen and then suddenly our entire, you know, a lot of goals for the year are, destroyed and it's like a feels like a write-off you know um but what you're saying is so powerful because if you articulate the overarching definition of success or you know or um or vision um that you're that's really personal and really meaningful to work towards like like your examples is such a great one then these obstacles can come your way. Like, you know, you get injured or, you know, you don't make a team or, or whatever happens. 
and you know, COVID lockdowns, you know, like we've experienced the last few years. Um, these things can happen, but they don't, they're like a minor disruption as opposed to like completely becoming derailed because it enables you to be flexible in how you then take the best next step forward. You're like, okay, well, how do I best explore my potential and make a positive impact now given this mm -hmm. different reality? Yeah. Um, and so I think that's that's so freeing because often goals can limit us to, you know, you either make it or you don't. And um, yeah, and it's either like success or failure. And I just think that's um, restrictive um, in terms of us truly being able to explore our potential and also restrictive in our ability to adapt to the unfolding unknown <laughs> that is life. <laughs> like no one has a crystal ball of, you know, exactly what's going to happen, but if you've got that um, clarity about what, you know, what you're all about, then you can move forward flexibly into the unknown be like, whatever happens, I know that I've got what a, like a compass that I need to be able to move forward and adapt and, and keep moving in this really purposeful direction. Yeah, that's so true. I also think it helps you to throw everything at whatever you're passionate about without the fear of, um, it all falling apart, you know, life not being able to go on because, you know, you didn't achieve this one goal. I think it allows you to actually be free enough to, um, yeah, explore potential and pour everything into it without, you know, losing this one identity that you had in this goal, you know? Yeah, yeah. which is something I, I think we should talk about a little more as well. Just before we talk about that, um, I think there's another really important point and that is to be careful what side of our goals we put um, joy. <laughs> you know, I think that sort of previous model like that, you know, is so easy to kind of fall into of like set a goal, you know, achieve it or not achieve it. Often underneath that is when I achieve this goal, then I'll feel satisfied or good. And it's just such an illusion because, um, you know, it, often when we get there and if we, even if we do achieve it, it feels great for a short time. And then it's like, oh, what now? You know? Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, the science is really good around this too. And, and I, I know you're a great example of living this out as well as like when we put joy in the process of pursuing the goals that we've set or our potential, then we don't like, we don't have to wait to see if we succeed or fail in that particular goal in order to experience joy in life, you know? And I think sometimes that can be thought of as like a cop-out, like in a way it's like, oh, but will I lose my drive or hunger, you know, if I feel satisfied or, you know, or I feel um, joy along the way, but really and again like i'm not aware of any research that says that you are not helped <laughs> by allowing yourself to enjoy the process versus um you know waiting until you know you achieve that that goal in order to feel good in fact you know the research that i've seen suggests the opposite it suggests that the more joy we bring to the process the better outcomes we're likely to be able to achieve and so you know, I just want to encourage people, you know, 
you know, if you're looking at that definition of success for you, that's, that is freeing because it is a process. It's not a destination. Um, but you can still set like outcome destination kind of based goals, but do so knowing full well or, or being really intentional about allowing yourself to experience joy in the pursuit as opposed to, um, as opposed to conceptualizing it as like, when I achieve this, then I'll feel good. And, you know, it's just something I see so often and, um, you know, in sport, you know, particularly, but I, I, it's true in many areas of life is that we become so defined by what we do that it's like, oh, if I make it to this level, then I'll feel worthy as a person. Or, you know, if I make this team, then I'll feel like significant or like I matter or like I've made it. Um, and there's just a danger there that, you know, we, we attach our self-worth to our um, performances and that ultimately is restrictive of our ability to um to perform freely and to you know to go after what we're capable of because um when you approach it from a mindset of i've already got what i need like i'm you know clear about where i'm going and the process is what i'm you know i'm bringing joy to the process then and whilst wholeheartedly trying to you know, do everything I can to, to give these outcomes the best chance of happening, then that is just such a, a free place to go about, um, you know, trying to improve and test yourself from because suddenly you're not afraid of failure as much, you know, because you've actually got everything you need in the process and the performance is just an opportunity to go and test yourself and then learn and then get back to the process you love. Yeah, love that. I have another question. What do you do if you lack motivation? What do you do when you start to lack motivation? Yeah, so this is a really good question. One, because it's um, common. Um, and two, because there's actually really good science around it. Um, so I think it's worth just reiterating that that's partly the importance of drilling deep underneath what it is that you're trying to move towards. Because if you're clear on, you know, this um, definition of success that really like feels meaningful and feels authentic to you, then that's likely to unearth more intrinsic motivation, which is motivation that comes from within you, like for your own reasons, as opposed to extrinsic motivation, which is more about, you know, um, coming from outside of you and so take your time on that process to to get really clear on on what's important to you and why so that you can maximize your intrinsic motivation but then secondly a lot of motivation has to do with a neurochemical called dopamine and essentially dopamine is like what is released in our our brain that kind of signals to keep going signals like hey you're on the right track keep going and often dopamine is thought of as like a reward like it's like about pleasure and reward but really it's more accurate to say that it's about motivation and drive because this um, helps us to keep doing whatever it is we're doing that is producing the dopamine 
Um, and there's also the reason why a lot of things like, you know, checking social media can become addictive because there's like your brain releases dopamine in anticipation of a reward. It's like, oh, I might see something new um, or someone might have liked my post or whatever. And so it's like, let me check to see. And so you can see in that example that dopamine is driving the behavior, but we can use this to our advantage with goals. So um, essentially because dopamine is released when we, um, when you know, our brain kind of perceives that we're on the right track or we're making progress, it's really valuable to come up with strategies of tracking progress. Um, and, you know, this is part of, you know, like we've sort of thought about this with how we've designed the, the app as well, because, you know, if you can uh, have this, this overarching aim or direction that you're wanting to head in, that's meaningful to you, then doing things like taking time, whether it's daily or weekly, um, to just check in and sort of get the sense that hey i'm on the right track like i'm moving forward like i i'm doing things that are giving me progress or heading me in that direction then that is going to release some dopamine and that is going to feel like motivation so it's kind of the science that sits beneath like um experiences that we've probably all had like um you know, we can get on a roll <laughs> when we start to achieve, we can kind of like, it's easier to keep going because we're on a roll. Um, a lot of that is to do with the fact that, you know, the sense of progress has neurochemical kind of basis to it. That is literally kind of signaling to us to keep going because you're on the right track. So coming up with practices that enable you to, to just appreciate your progress and see that you're making progress you know, um, and do that. And obviously whatever way works best for you, um, that will help you to, to kind of experience more motivation. So that was a long one, long-winded one. Um. <laughs> Can we talk about your app? You, as long as I've known you, have been a wellbeing researcher and you had this idea of an app, a wellbeing app, a wellbeing and performance app. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And so it's been quite a journey. Um, I think it was in, I remember in um, 2016, I was speaking at the Canadian Positive Psychology Conference. And um, I remember this moment of just being so in my element, like around all this, you know, these other wellbeing researchers and all this like really practical science around how any one of us can. Um, you know, flourish in life. And I just remember feeling like it was part of my mission to make that available to as many people as possible. And, you know, the limitation was that like not everyone is passionate about reading research and delving deep into like, you know, all the, um, the books and, and sort of practical strategies around, around these topics. And it can get really like confusing and messy because there's often like advice that's like opposite, you know, that one, one thing says to do this and another thing says to do that. And how do we know like what is best for us and what we should do? And so, you know, my mission since then, I remember thinking is like, how can I bridge that gap 
um, between all the science and, you know, what's known as best practice, bridge the gap between that and, you know, real life, you know, uh, and so that people don't have to read all the books or kind of go to conferences or, you know, constantly, you know, try to learn everything about all of these subjects that make up our well-being in order for them to experience it for themselves. And so at the time I was, um, I was clear that technology had a role to play, you know, that if we could just um, use technology in a way that kind of guided people uh, in a direction that was right for them and, and kind of gave them the tools and strategies along the way as they needed them. Um, and in a way that was just actionable, not like, so you didn't have to know every detail of the science or the theory in order to benefit. Um, mm. And so that's sort of what I said about trying to do. And it's been a long um, and ongoing process of, of exploring how we can best use technology for that. Um, because the simple thing to do would have been like just create lots of content and like give people lots of content, you know, like make a thousand videos and then, you know, give them to people and have people learn more. But it was clear to me that like just learning the, the theory doesn't actually mean that you can apply it easily and it's not the most efficient way. So we were exploring how, how we can use technology in a different way to, um, to guide people and, you know, the challenge has been, you know, I've been really um, set on it being personalized, like recognizing that each one of us are unique and, you know, what works for you might not work for me. And so how do we honor that individual uniqueness whilst staying true to, you know, the principles that, were, that have been found in science that, that work um, across the board and, and how, do we, how do we make actionable well-being um you know for everyone and so long story short that's kind of been the journey um we've gone through a few well, several different like prototypes and testing and um and yeah next month we're launching the innate app um on the app oh, store um so yeah it's going to be for available on the um the ios so the iphone app store initially um, and we'll, we'll follow with Android, hopefully um, not in the not too distant future. But yeah, I'm excited to bring bring that out publicly and um, you know, and have people start using it. And although I feel like this journey um, for me started in 2016, which is seems a long time ago now, like launching the app is really the starting point. It's going to be a case of launching for people to be able to download and use and and you know um for us to have a growth mindset about how we keep improving it so that it can um you know continually become better at at helping people um to thrive so yeah i'm excited that that's happening soon so good and what can people what can users of the app expect to learn about themselves by, yeah. by using the app? Yeah, so we chose the name Innate um, because well, for two reasons. One is because we've broken um, well-being and you know, performance down into eight dimensions that, you know, from the science, if you understand yourself across these eight dimensions and you understand what works for you in these eight dimensions, then that together, um, you know, is is essentially like total well-being um 
And so users can expect to learn, you know, across those dimensions. So the dimensions themselves are your strengths. So what are your personal strengths that make you unique and, and help you to come alive as a, as a person? And um, another dimension is your values, which we've touched on already, you know, what's most important to you in life and, and how can you define and use those things? Um, mindset is a dimension, optimizing how you think and, um, and, and see yourself in the world and, and train the mental skills that, um, that we often talk about on the podcast. Uh, we've got needs. So as human beings, we've got these uh, innate um, human needs that um, need to be met in order for us to experience well-being. So things like our need for connection and you know close relationships and um, also our need for mastery, like our need to, to be growing and improving and, and to be feel comp- competent in the things that we do. So um, we've got needs, we've got health, uh, which we you know look at the things that everyone will be aware of around physical health but um, we also using the the phone camera we measure um, a thing called heart rate variability which is um, probably a whole episode in itself to talk about but essentially it's a measure of of stress um, using you know to get an accurate assessment of the current state of your nervous system and you know how much stress you're experiencing versus you know are you fresh and recovered and and thriving and it's a really important metric um, that I know you and I have used a lot um, to kind of um, learn what works for you and and your training and recovery and things like that. Um, So that's part of of health. And we also cover emotions, um, which is relatively self-explanatory. And I always forget one dimension, but I shouldn't because um, it is breath which is what I'm doing my PhD in. Um, and uh, so it should be top of my mind, but, you know, we help people to train their ability to use their breathing in order to um, function better in all areas. You know, the breath is possibly one of the most underrated or underappreciated um, aspects of our well-being. that is such an accessible tool that we can train. Like, a, you know, it is, I think, it, it is best thought of as a skill set that, you know, whilst we can breathe automatically, you know, without thinking about it, it doesn't necessarily mean that the way we're breathing is, is the best it could be, you know, for our well-being and for our, to support our health. So um, we help people to train their breathing and, and learn, you know, how to improve and use those skills um, to their advantage. Um, so was that eight dimensions? I usually forget yeah. at least one. Um, yeah, so you've got strengths, values, mindset, purpose, emotions, health, breath, and needs. Yes, nice. And I skipped over purpose there. So purpose, again, as the name suggests, is um, you know, finding what makes your life most meaningful and you know, setting a vision for the future that taps into that um, deeper purpose that makes you, you know, really come alive and, and finding um yeah, finding the purpose beyond yourself, um, which is, you know, the science is so clear about the benefits of, of living with purpose. Um, but purpose can be a tricky topic to, you know, to uncover for yourself and to explore and it's an ongoing thing. And so we just help you to, to um, think about that for yourself and to clarify what purpose is for you and, you know, set daily and weekly goals, you know, that, that help you to move toward that. Yeah, 
I mean, you've thought of absolutely everything and I am, I for one am so excited about the launch of it. I've had the privilege and the pleasure of being part of the pilot, being a pilot user for the last couple of months. And honestly, it's helped me um, reshape what, um, how I think about myself and how I think about my future and, and um, it's really, yeah, it's really helped direct um, where I put my energy and um, yeah, I've, I've loved using it on a daily basis and congratulations Raw and to the rest of your team as well. And um, yeah, really excited about the launch of Innate. Thanks for uh, thanks for your support of of the app and um, yeah and for for using it in these early early days as well. Um, it's been really helpful to get your feedback and and see how you have used it um, and benefited. But um, quick shift of gears here. Um, yeah. You mentioned to me just before we started recording that um, I've got another race coming up. Um, the Aussie Wellings. 1,000. <laughs> yes. Because you um, enlighten me and uh, anyone listening about the Aussie Wellings 1,000 and how to, how to get around it. What is it? Um, well, thank you, Rory. It's a fun athletics meet that my club have put together. And the first year was last year. Um, and Ollie Hall ran, which was fun. Um, right before he took off to go and run at his first Olympics. Uh, so he won the men's um, 1,000 metres. And, yeah, it's basically a, a track meet, a local track meet that we want to try and keep building to support young up-and-coming athletes um, and um, through prize money and giving them an opportunity to um, also run a fast time and, you know, compete in a race um, locally and on a fast track and in good conditions. And I also love the idea of just having a community event, like a community athletics event that people um, who aren't elite or aren't professional runners come and run. Um, if you run at Park Run um, every Saturday, there's a community 1,000-metre um, run um, that we're putting on before the elite race um, for anyone to come and run. You don't have to be registered in a running club. Um, and yeah, that'll just be hopefully a really fun event. We're having a taco van there, um, Taco Roo. And yeah, he's going to be selling tacos, obviously, and giving um, a portion of the um, those profits to Love Mercy and also all the registrations. There's a, a $5 from every registration going towards our Love Mercy Foundation, which is amazing um, that they're getting alongside and supporting that. So, yeah, Sutherland Athletics Club um, are organising it and uh, you can register on Athletics New South Wales website um, for any number of the events. The timetable's on there as well. It, the first event is on at four. Um, and the main events, um, the 1000s, the longer distance events start from seven. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty short program and it's going to be fun. That sounds it's, fun. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. And um, yes, thanks to Sutherland Athletics Club for putting it all together and hoping, you know, some of the young, ambitious 
um, athletes we have in Sutherland Shire will come down and have a have a race and um, yeah just want to continue to support um, running in in our Shire it's we've had some great athletes come from um, from the Sutherland Shire obviously Ollie Hoare is one competing in the 1500 at the Olympics last year and um, but not only that triathletes it's just an amazing place to train and um, yeah so looking forward to having an event um, that's going to support both um, developing athletes and also um, get the community together and um, see what athletics is about. Yeah, awesome. And um, you mentioned that um, some of those funds go to support Love Mercy Foundation, which yep. obviously you started. Um, can you just tell us, for anyone listening who isn't aware of that yet, um, just a little bit about your foundation and um, yeah, the great work that you do. Yeah. So I started Love Mercy Foundation with a Ugandan athlete, Julius Achon, and we met um, through, uh, we met over in America back in 2008 and um, we became great friends and Johnny, my husband and I ended up going to Julius and his wife, Grace's wedding over in Uganda. And Julius had this, um, vision for his community to help um, people empower people out of poverty and to start and to do that he wanted to start some community development projects and so um, he asked um, us to help him and come alongside him and so we started the Love Mercy Foundation and um, basically what we do in Australia is is raise the funds so that um, our team our Ugandan team over on the ground in Uganda can um, carry out um, all of the amazing work that they do um, within Love Mercy and, and on the ground there and, and empowering people to create their own livelihood um, through farming. That's one of our programs, actually, Sense for Seeds. Um, and then we have a medical clinic um, with a maternity ward as well. Um, and then also a, a well, what we call the Well Worth It program where um, where we drill wells for, for clean water. Mm. I think one of the many things I love about Love Mercy Foundation is just how everything you do is about empowerment. It's different um, from so many organizations in that it's really about community-centered, empower, like empowering initiatives that um, enable the communities to get to a point where they don't actually need the support anymore. And, you know, that can then be extended out to, you know, supporting other communities. And so it's really, um, yeah, I, don't know, I just, I love that. I love the emphasis on empowerment and on wellbeing. Um, as we've probably talked about already a lot in this conversation about helping people to become, you know, who they're capable of becoming, but what what you do over there is extending that you know to entire communities so um it's great work and we'll make sure we put the link um to love mercy in the show notes so that anyone listening if you are interested you can um, head over there and learn more thanks all right well um just to to recap that you know um we really hope that um you know today's information has been um has caused you to you know think about what um, you're doing and where you're heading and um, you know just apply it in your own way you know and some bits maybe are more helpful than others but to really think about what it is that's underneath 
um, where you want to go so that you can clarify that purpose for yourself and um, move towards what matters most to you with real conviction, you know, real, um, yeah, real intent. And, you know, regardless of what happens this year, that you're equipped to be able to um, seize every opportunity that presents and, and you know, move towards um, thriving in your own way and, and exploring what's possible for you. So thanks for tuning in and uh, Eloise, good luck on Wednesday. I know you've probably already run by the time this is, comes out, but I'm on the record saying I hope you have a, a great time out there and um, yeah, exploring what you're capable of. Thank you. Thanks, Raw. And um, yeah, see you when I get back. Be ready. We're, we're, we're going straight into marathon training. Awesome. And um, if anyone listening is interested to follow along, um, we've launched our Innate app Instagram. So um, always appreciate um, following along. And, and through there, you'll be able to see more information about what's coming and, and what it's all about. So appreciate it. Bye.